Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Okay, testing, testing, one, two, three. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing swell, my brother. How goes it right, on the north side? All right. Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. I'm glad you are here with us. And um, hey, Marshall, before we actually really get into it, I want to just kind of say sorry to the folks listening that we haven't been on a regular schedule. This whole moving thing uh is stressful and it's uh time consuming and everything like that so we haven't really <clears throat> so what's been holding us up really has been showing the house so we can't be here when people are here looking at the house which is cool because yeah. we want people to do that so we can get together eventually we can do this podcast in person me and marshall and um all the guests that are over in that direction so anyway you can't be here and i don't tote my computer so normally when i find out that there's a showing i'm at work I can't just swing by, grab my computer so I can do it at a coffee shop or whatever, which we have one coffee shop in town that I could actually go and sit in, but who knows? Anyway, uh, glad you joined us. Sorry for missing last week, but that's the story behind it. It's moving time. We've been packing, and really the devil has really been trying to uh, attack us here lately, So, but with car breakdown, truck breakdowns, and, um, and shoot, just... You know, there's, we've had a lot of people looking at the house, but no takers yet. Well, as we all know, when you start serving the Lord and serving him uh, with a passion, the devil's going to do everything he can to try to stop that and prevent that from happening. Uh, so, you know, Satan hates nothing more than for us to pursue Jesus. And, you know, a telltale sign that uh, you're probably not spending enough time with, with, with Jesus is uh, your life's going pretty pretty smooth no problems no bumps in the road life is good yeah i tell you <laughs> sure. serving the lord and pursuing him with a passion and a fire that you can't believe boy things start happening and you start facing challenges because satan yep. wants to do all he can so if you guys are doing something right that's for darn sure uh i sure hope so well and that i i have plenty to talk about i don't know how much you have to talk about but it's been oh, some plenty. time i <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I really just don't know where to start on this. So, okay. So the other day, uh, this, I'm borrowing my boss's truck because my truck has been in the shop for quite some time now. We just can't seem to get it running. And I, I don't know what's wrong with it. We've practically rebuilt the whole top end and replaced the high pressure oil. It's a diesel. If that tells you anything, um, diesels don't want to run. That's just a fact, you know, there's so much going on inside of that motor uh, because that's just what it is. Diesels don't want to run. They, you have to, it takes so much to make them run that when something goes out on them, it's just a cascade effect of issues. So anyway, I've replaced the high pressure oil pump, low pressure oil pump, rebuilt all the, put all new seals in the whole top end and I, we still can't get it to fire off. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. So anyway, I'm borrowing my boss's truck, have been for the past several months, and I'm taking a load to the storage unit the other day, 
and it dies on me at a stop sign. It just kind of lugs out right at the stop sign. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck now? Well, earlier in the day, Marshall, uh, I was mowing. We, we had a showing coming up the, the next day. So we're trying to do all this stuff. Of course, it's a mad dash with all the kids and everything to try and get the house cleaned up and the yard mowed oh, and yeah. everything like that. I'm, I'm mowing along and the wheel falls off. The whole hub of the wheel on the lawnmower <laughs> breaks off and falls off into the yard. And I'm like, seriously, this is what's happened. I'm three quarters of the way done with the whole yard and my wheel breaks off. So <clears throat> as you can imagine with me moving, uh, I had had uh, a huge yard sale. I've been giving stuff away. I've been selling stuff. And I had I had this weird um we, or no, I guess if you talk to Ashley, it was I that had this weird um, obsession with collecting lawnmowers for a while. And any lawnmower that would come up to me for free, or we'd find a lawnmower for sale at a thing for at a yard sale for 10 bucks, I'd buy it. It was like that when we had kids, we'd, we'd buy strollers the same way. So anyway, here I have all these lawnmowers laying around. And so I'm giving them away and I, uh, I had two of the same lawnmowers. One I kept, one I gave away to a buddy of mine, of course. So that's a good thing. I gave away this mower that was just like the one that I have to a buddy because when this wheel broke off, I called him up. I said, hey, man, how's that uh, How's that mower I gave you working? He's like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's working good. I was like, um, I need it back. <laughs> I need to borrow it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he runs us over. <clears throat> As he's running this over, I uh, I decided to take this load with Ashley. So me and Ashley are in the truck. It truck dies on us, and so I have to call him. I was like, "Man, are you still running around town?" He's like, "Yeah, sure am." I was like, "Can you tell me?" And he's of course knows all of my truck issues because he lives next door to my mechanic. And um, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, the, the truck broke down. Can you come give me a tow back to the house?" He's like, "Yeah, sure enough, I can do that." <laughs> <laughs> so Golly. that's how that's this is how this all started out but today is a good day i finally figured out i i decided to just start buying parts for it and uh, because it's my boss's truck i told my boss i was like hey man i'm gonna give this back when i give this truck back to you i want to give it back to you running i don't want to give it back to you broke yeah. down because <laughs> he's been so gracious <laughs> to let me use it for so long and uh yeah so anyway i i decided i'm just starting I had spark. I pulled cylinder one and uh, spark plug, and I tested it. It had spark, so it really didn't make sense. It's a it's a seventy seven Ford F two fifty with a four sixty. There's no reason. There's only a few components that make that engine run. It's it should be easy yeah. to work on. So I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I'll just buy. How much is an ignition coil? Twenty bucks. Cool. I'm buying an ignition coil. At least I'll start there, and then we'll. I'll do a full tune-up if I have to. I went and bought a uh, ignition coil today. I put it in the truck just before starting this, and uh, it fired. It fired right up. So I'm like, good. But here it is again. <laughs> the the part that I got from the store, from the parts store the the little terminals on the on each side the positive and the negative terminal you know because it's all it's an electric it's electrical component and uh they yeah. were stripped out i was like gosh damn oh no so i called them up real quick it's like hey i just bought this thing from you guys 
can I get a decent one that has good threads on it so I can like so I can really just get this thing going? They're like, yeah, we'll hold it for you for a morning. So anyway, maybe we got it figured out. So hopefully I'll have a running truck so I can continue <laughs> running junk to the storage. Long story. Sorry, Marshall, but I had to go into that. No, you're good. Uh, give me just one second here. Okay. Okay, sorry. My, uh, You know how your kids always run into the room and open the door? And Well, my dog <laughs> right. pushed open my door to this room. I guess it wasn't closed well and uh, came in here and was, was wanting some attention. Nice. So Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I, I, I wanted to say that um, if we have any listeners who are very good diesel mechanics and can give Aaron any type of advice, maybe just shoot us a message on on Facebook or email or whatever, and and uh, maybe just strike up a conversation with Aaron and say, "Hey, I'm a diesel mechanic. What do you got going on? Maybe I can talk you through this, or maybe I've I've d- dealt with this before. I can tell you exactly what it is, and you can get this fixed. That would be amazing because yeah, um, I, like Aaron, I've dealt with issues with my old truck. I actually. Speaking of vehicles, I actually um, I had a vehicle that was having issues, and I spent a lot of money on it. Um, thought I had it fixed. It was just a it was a back and forth battle. Well, I ended up being able to trade it off and get rid of it, and I got me a new vehicle, which has been a huge blessing. But I just want to throw it out there because I get it. I've been down that road, and it is not fun. But you know, Wait, with that being, hold on just a second. Okay, we're back. Hey, if it's not kids. It's somebody else or something else, right? <laughs> well, uh, all right. So, so we'll get into that story. We'll we'll get into that story here in just a minute. Like I said, we've got a lot to talk about before we actually get into what we're covering for tonight because we we, we took a week off. And um, being that this is a God move and that this is God led, and uh, you know, there's a lot that has happened. There's a lot that's transpired, and. Um, so anyway, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. So I'll get into why she was calling me. But um, anyway, going back to what you were saying about diesel mechanics, yeah, if you guys want to ru- uh, message us or get a hold of us, do it. Because I, I, we could seriously, uh, I need to know what's going on. I And, and before you, uh, I, I know that I probably should not have bought a Ford 6.0 uh, <laughs> diesel, Power Stroke. It. <laughs> <laughs> because I've heard nothing but bad things about them. I've heard that they are a solid motor once you actually fix everything on them, but that's what we're trying to do. So um, it's a 2003 Ford one ton with a 6.0 in it, and uh, we just can't get it. It'll crank, 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 but it still won't fire off. Got We've had it hooked up to the computer, and it's got good fuel pressure got good oil pressure both low and high now and for some stinking reason it still won't fire hmm that's crazy I, i'll uh i'll i i'll ask around see if i can find any good diesel mechanics uh in in my area and see if i can't get some uh get some information because uh that's crazy and you know all this all that being said uh it's clear that like i said earlier uh the enemy is out to steal kill and destroy i mean he's just yeah. And I, I understand the, you know, the, the truck deal has been a battle for you off and on for a long time now, but, uh, 
but still it's like late. I mean, the lawnmower, the truck, your boss's truck, you know, it's just been crazy busy to the move, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's just so much going on and not even just you. It's even, even on, on, in, in uh, my neck of the woods over here, you know, we've been dealing with stuff, you know, we've been, um, like I've, I've mentioned before, my, my wife's, uh, sister had passed away a month and a half, two months ago. And, mm-hmm. um, and then recently, and b- before I say that, some people may be like, Oh, it's just an animal, whatever, get over it. Okay. With that being said, we, we lost our cat, right? We have one cat and we have one dog. Okay. But this cat was like family. She was, uh, you know, I was never a big cat fan until we got this cat. And my, my wife mm-hmm. found this cat where I used to work at on this ranch. And it was right when we started dating. So this cat's been in our life for nine years, which is how long we've been together yeah. total. And so this cat was like family. Well, three yeah. months ago, this cat got sick with the fungal infection in the lungs. And she was on medication for three months. And then she just clearly started declining. Ended up doing a lot of testing and x-rays and stuff and found a mass um, on her airway near her lungs. And uh, essentially, it was blocking the airway to where she couldn't breathe. Mm. Um, the airway is about the size of a pencil. And then where that mass was pressing up against was probably, I mean, it was paper thin. So she was having a hard time breathing. And because of that, couldn't do surgery, couldn't put her under anesthesia, couldn't do a lot of stuff because it was just too high of a risk. Mm-hmm. And so with all that being said, we had ended up putting her down earlier this week. And so... That devastated my wife, and she's been, um, you know, she's still really tore up and devastated about it. So that's been, uh, there's just been a lot of heartache and, and loss, uh, mainly for my wife. Um, and you know, when 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 we had to do that stuff with our cat, when we had to put her down, um, I didn't think that it would bother me. I didn't think that I would get upset or even emotional at all because I was, you know, Mister Macho Man over here. It's just an animal, yada yada. It, it actually. Yeah tugged at my heartstrings it really did like i it was tough you know when you when you have an animal that you love you care about and you put poor money and everything into and you love on and everything and then you have something like that happens uh it's it's tough it really is it's like it's like losing um a loved one uh just not a human but uh anyway so i there's there's been a lot of craziness on both sides of the fence over here (laughs) yeah well you know and it's funny. I don't know how I'm going to react when Winchester, which is our golden retriever, we've had we had him uh, just prior to having kids, and um, you know, shoot, I I normally th- I, I'm normally pretty callous to animals, uh, you know, dying because I mean, of course, we owned a farm for a while and uh, grew up grew up killing things to eat and all that. So it's like, I'm normally pretty immune to, uh, any feeling when it comes to having to put down an animal, any feeling of when an animal dies or death in general, really, you know, because of course what I saw in the fire department and as a paramedic and all that, you know, I've seen a lot of death and dying and, uh, but I don't know because, you know, Winchester, I, I expect it. I expect it at any time. He's 14 years old. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, That's he's getting to the end of his life. So he I don't is. know how I'm going to react when that, uh, when that time comes. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It really is. And, and I can see that from your point of view, having, you know, the, the career that you had for a long time. Um, like you said, being a paramedic, you've seen a lot of death. You've seen a lot of things happen in your life. 
so that, that 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 can make somebody not only used to it but callous to it and kind of hard hearted towards it because you're just like it's 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 everyday life, right? You're just used to it. Um, so that 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 would affect you. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah. I was I, I was shocked when it happened. How emotional I got. I was like, wow, this this sucks. <laughs> so um, anyway, man, it's been crazy. I know it. I was just gonna say it was. It'll be a different story. Um, probably for probably for the dogs, you know, because it, it it'll probably be a sad time. It's not like you know. Of course, I spent how many years just being able to walk out and wring a rabbit's neck or something like that and put it in the crock pot, but. <laughs> you know the, the dog's a little different <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that turns out okay so um so the phone call earlier from ashley there uh she's actually going to her uh parents because uh you know five kids is a lot to handle they're gonna go chill out at grandma and grandpa's house for a little while while we can you imagine trying to show a house with five kids and then you know we told our realtor that hey give us an hour and a half to clean up before Mm -hmm. showing because you know you want to be able to you want to be open to anybody and you want to accommodate any showing anybody that's in town just happens to be in town so it's if you ask for any more time like she was saying that uh our realtor yeah. That sometimes people, a lot of times people ask for 24 hour notice. Well, maybe what if, what if your potential buyers are only in town for 24 hours yeah. and they want to look at this house before they head out of town. So we're like, give us an hour and a half. So anyway, um, grandparents said they would, uh, watch the kids. And I, I said, you know, five kids are a lot to handle, especially on that long of a trip. So why don't you just go down? You need some time away because we hit a low point. We've had so many people looking at this house and uh and no bites yet so um ashley was getting kind of down about it that's understandable we had you know we've been talking about this in our men's group too as far as like our time is not god's time and uh this is uh, this is a god-led move and so whatever he has in store for us will be perfect but of course, we're just as guilty as anybody else as to thinking that maybe this house would have sold sooner or, you know, we had our own ambitions and it's selfish of us to think about, think like that. But of course, you get down about it. And I said, hey, Ashley, you know, she needs, they, let me tell you, and let me tell you everybody, that Ashley and her mom had done a just a phenomenal, phenomenal job at cleaning up this house and getting it show ready. It's, it's amazing. They, they've done such a dang good job and, uh, they deserve to relax her and the kids. Um, and even Ashley's mom, shoot, she, she worked, they worked their butt off to get this thing ready for it to, to show. So I can't, that's awesome. Yeah. I, so I was like, Ashley, you need to go, you need to get away from here. You need to go take a vacation and just chill out for a little while. I can handle everything yeah. here. This is fine. I, you know, yeah. this will be okay. So anyway, so that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're driving right now down to Arizona. And, uh, so they were just, of course, checking in with me, making, cause they're going to stop for the night. That's awesome. Well, that's good. They need some time away to relax and chill out and just kind of get their minds off of all that mess. Cause it is a wild and crazy rat race of a mess. There's no doubt about that when it comes to yeah. when it comes to selling a house. And you're right, man. You just when you're trying to sell a house, it is go 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 go. For those of you who sold a house uh, before, you understand where Aaron's coming from. Um, 
I have never sold a house. I have uh, helped people before, uh, you know, move and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's a lot of work. So uh, it's crazy, crazy, crazy times. <laughs> so get get this, Marshall. I, I contact. I, I finally got a call back from a moving company today because I was thinking that okay, oh. maybe we'll be able to hire a moving company. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't know that that's even going to be possible. You know what my price quote was for 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 this move? I'm going to say like eight to take, $10,000. Take a wild guess. Oh, no, no, no. Try try higher. Try double that. It was Are you 19, kidding me? $19,000. These people are nuts. And and because I know, and that was, that was with a discount. That was with a 60% off. Jeez. You know, I... My wife and I, we've, we've, uh, when we moved from our apartment, we, we, we moved from an apartment that was 15 minutes from here to our house here, you know, five years ago. And we were going to get a, a moving company because, uh, we just, at the time, we, there's nobody around us. So it was just Kelsey and I. Um, and she could only lift certain things. And there was a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. So anyway, and at that time, even that short distance, there are people trying to charge a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, you guys are nuts. I'm not paying that kind of money mm-hmm. for a 15 minute drive. I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? So yeah. we ended up getting family and friends and we <laughs> rented the biggest U-Haul we could find and we just packed up and did ourselves, thankfully. But uh yeah, that's insane. 20 grand to move. I mean, I it is a long move. I get it. And gas prices are insane. Thanks. It's uh, a cross country move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so but, uh, uh wow that's insane come on people come on give us a break yeah i and i can she's like i was like well you know we're trying to fit everything into a 10 by 20 she's like well i could take off uh that you know with that weight load if we can figure out that a 10 by 20 is going to be such and such weight and uh, she was quoting me high because of course she doesn't know exactly what i got and um she's like well that'll knock about four grand off i was like still that's a lot of stinking money. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll end up having to go with a, a big Penske and stuff. That's what we moved out here with. And so maybe we'll do that again, I guess. Yeah, you may have to. And it is as crummy as that is. Um, it's definitely going to be the cheapest route for you. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I just, I, I don't know. I, you know, we I, we don't really know when this move is going to take place either. Because... Yeah. Who knows when the house sells, you know, it's what it is. So we'll see how it, we'll see how it all goes. You know, when you mention God's timing is on our timing, I got to thinking and I was like, you know, that's true. God's timing is on our timing, but just because you know we're human and God's timing, just because it's in mm-hmm. his timing, man, it does not make it any easier. Let's, let's be real. Let's be honest here. God's oh, timing no. can be very no. frustrating and difficult sometimes. <laughs> and us being who we are as humans, oh my goodness, it's like, come on! <laughs> like, now would be nice, right? <laughs> you, you find out real quick that we as humans are very impatient. Oh, extremely impatient. I'm probably one of the worst. Yeah, especially nowadays when everything is uh, so instant. And uh, that's the problem with these younger oh, yeah. generations now is that it, it, it's been so it's been instant for so long now that everything's got to be so instant. So, you know, what you got to do is you just got to slow down and I'm still happy. I'm still, we're still somewhat at peace with, with all of it. And it's like, okay, 
you know, yes, this will happen in his time. It, it will be good. And uh, I'm going to use this little story to kind of segue into something that I haven't even told you on the phone, or at least I don't think I told you about it, Marshall. Um, Come on. So, <laughs> Ash- yeah, right. Um, so we get a letter in the mail the other day. Okay. Yeah. It's a hand, it's handwritten on the envelope. And it has just it it doesn't it doesn't say my name or Ashley's name or anything. It just says our address. And in the return sender uh, section of the envelope, envelope, uh, it says "See you soon." Okay, and it, I'm just I'm telling you, I I swear to you, I think we have received a letter from God. It, it, divine <laughs> letters <laughs> is wow. what I'm gonna is what I'm gonna probably title this episode. Okay, so it says, "See you soon." There's no identifying marks other than the fact that this originated in Little Rock, Arkansas. It went through a post office in Little Rock, Arkansas, and it says, like I said, it, it, it's it's wild. I I don't know how because you know I don't give out my personal address here on the podcast. I don't give out my personal address. Um, very many places. I, I'll give the PO box, no problem. But this came to my home address, and it has it was a letter crafted in a way with Bible verses, just in, a real encouraging letter, um, using a bunch of different Bible verses. And it was all uh, I'll have to send it to you, Marshall. But um, it was just real encouraging, like you know, God sees you, God knows you, uh, and He's He's always with you. And it, like I said, it takes all mm. these different Bible verses craft out this letter and it says it has no like i said whoever sent it you know god could have sent it for all i know and and that's what i'm (laughs) who i'm crediting for this is because um it just kind of concretes the fact that this move is of god and so it's it's a letter from god if if any of you ever seen have you ever seen the shack it's almost like that you know like it just showed up in the mailbox well, if that doesn't if that doesn't uh, solidify the fact that you guys are doing what you're uh, supposed to be doing and that you're living within God's will for y'all's life, um, brother, I don't know what does. I don't know what to tell you at that point. <laughs> uh, if you can't take that as a hint, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's crazy. I cannot believe it. I just I couldn't wait to share it with you because. Um, wow. I, I just I'm still baffled by it. You know. You know, those God moments like that are amazing. There's 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 no other moment in your life, you know, aside from maybe having kids or getting married. And honestly, I think those God moments top that stuff because yes, those, you know, children and, and all that, so that's precious, it's an amazing thing. But when God interferes in your life and when God gets involved and you have a God moment like that, mm-hmm. man, mic drop moment. Yeah. It's it's oh my gosh, it's amazing. So all right. All right, so every Memorial Day, we just we're just coming off a of Memorial Day uh, weekend, and every Memorial Day weekend, and uh, this will sadly be our probably our last Memorial Day weekend to be able to do this. We go up uh, what's called the Locksaw and watch white water rafting, and it, it it's awesome. The water's high, the water's rocking. There's a ton of people just lined up, and it's um it's through like uh, the Whitewater Rafting Association. And uh, so anyway, we, we take we go up there every year. And every year it's been pretty decent. We normally, we're a little later this year as far as like um, going up later in the day 
rather than we normally go up in the morning, watch the rafters. Mm-hmm. The kids have a good time. They love watching it. And um, there's never really two rowdy people. There's people going down the rapids and pool floaties and uh, and like little boogie board things, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so we're standing there. We, we've got the van opened up to the river and we're standing there watching and this car comes by honking. We're like, woohoo. You know, everybody's like, everybody's cheering on all these rafters going through this, this rapid that they call hospital hole or it changes. The name changes every year. And, um, this car honks behind us and we're like, woohoo. Everybody turns around and here's this gal topless hanging out of the window with her arms stretched wide. She's like, and (laughs) the adults, it took us, it happened so fast. It took us um, a second to process what was going on. Wyatt, my oldest boy, he, he kind of, he looked, all the kids of course looked at this and he turns around, he sits down and he's like, he's <laughs> contemplating what he just saw. And of course my second oldest, Austin, he, uh, processes it right away. And he's like, dad, dad, did I just see? Yeah, yeah son. Congratulations. You just saw your first flash. <laughs> I'm, I was like, <laughs> what do you do? You know, we live in a simple world, of course, you know, you know, it's just, but, uh, yeah, this is a Christian podcast. We won't go into it too much, but, uh, yeah, the kids were stunned. Um, sad to say that, yeah, the kids got flashed this, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Wow. Well, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. You know, it's like, you can't, you can't prevent it. You know, I mean, people are going to do it. People want to do it. And you know, Hey, like we're doing, you laugh about it, enjoy it, <laughs> make the best of it, move on with your life, and eh, the boys got to see something yeah. the one they'll see anyway. So, <laughs> right, right, it is. You know, it's just a body part, I guess. But and it went by yeah, so fun. quick, so it wasn't like they they st- stood there and dwelled on it. You know, of course. <laughs> but I, I just keep. I, I thought it was funny. It was a funny story to share because the boys were uh, stunned. Of course. And they're like, oh, what did we just see? It's like, yeah, you just saw what you saw. So there you go. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to go to Mardi Gras to see that. Just come up to the whitewater rafting. <laughs> whitewater rafting is the way to go, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell oh, you though, man. and like I said, that's why I started off with the fact that we do this every year. So this is our, this is the first time that this has ever happened. So, uh, yeah. What do you do? So hey, yeah, you know, th- normally they they're not that rowdy. Yeah. I mean, they're not going up there to see people flash people and white water rafting. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh, heck. Uh, so. All right, man. We're like, we're something like, 25 30 minutes into this so we probably ought to i'm sure everybody wants us to get into luke chapter 15 this week yeah on that note let's get into luke chapter 15 <laughs> yeah right <laughs> let's, let's get into the word on that one. <laughs> oh heck my uh i've got this ice pack and um it uh-huh. smells like fish i think it's been sitting next to a some salmon, some frozen salmon we have in the freezer. And I keep on smelling this. Like, what is that smell? And I, it oh, like maybe fish, so. and I smelt it. 
smells. <laughs> it's kind of. It's not a pleasant smell. But I'm like. <laughs> what What I want to know is what are you icing down that you have it on your lap? Well, it's. Uh, I had it on my back, <laughs> and then I got it. Now I've got it on the on oh, the tabletop okay. here. Right, right. Office. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hey, this this podcast is going going nowhere fast. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Okay, so we're in we're in Luke chapter fifteen, and this is actually a really good chapter. Um, mm-hmm. It's full of he Jesus is going to uh, get into three different parables that are all really good and have a lot of meaning, mm-hmm. and all of it is to. All of it is coming around is, is, uh, how, how would we title this? It's the joy of finding the lost, finding lost souls, having joy over, um, sinners coming to Christ, just like all of us started out. Okay. Yep. I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard these, this, this story, this parable that we're about to read through. Um, you know, the first time I read it, like, I don't know, it's been over what, almost a week, two weeks, how long it's been. Uh, I haven't read it since, but after I read it, I was like, oh, I, I'm familiar with this, thankfully, because <laughs> I've been so busy and things have been so crazy. I haven't had a chance to sit down and read through it again, but uh, it's a pretty familiar piece of scripture. Yeah. And, okay, so um, let's get into this first. So the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the time, they um, considered there were two different types of people. There were religious people, of course, the Jews, and, what, and mm-hmm. the unclean. And of course... They thought that they were those that were religious were better than those that were unclean, and um, they weren't. They didn't show the joy that they should show when somebody wanted to pursue Jesus or pursue God in that time. You know, so mm-hmm. so these guys, and I, I'm just going to paraphrase at least parts of 15 here. Um, these Pharisees and scribes are are complaining to Jesus, are complaining amongst themselves uh, that Jesus eats with uh, and welcomes tax collectors and sinners. Well, that's what he came here to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. They didn't want to be seen with these unclean people, with these wicked people, these sinful people. And what we're going to see as we go down through these stories, uh, through stories, sorry, parables, because these are not just stories, they're, they're actual things that happened. And, and mm-hmm. so what we're going to see is, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Either way, we'll, we'll get into it, and I'm sure it'll come back around. But um, let's see here. They were complaining, and so he, so he tells them the parable of the lost sheep. And so what man among you, if he has a hundred sheep, loses one of them, does not leave ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? Let's stop there. So there is not sheep stray. Sheep needs uh, need a shepherd. They mm-hmm. uh, they stray very easily from the flock. Okay, and and we're gonna see this this parable. What it's showing is Jesus is um or you know God is always chasing after. It's not that you know when this one sheep goes and gets lost that he's always pursuing you. It's not mm-hmm. you pursuing God. Am, am I saying that correctly, Marshall? Yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, if you don't mind, I can read this. Because uh, here in my Bible, it, it explains, it really kind of breaks it down. Uh, it's 15, 3 through 6, and I can read this. 
but you're you're doing a good job. But if you if you'd like, I can sit here, I can read through this, and it just really helps you grasp it and understand. Yeah, it. go ahead. So it says it may seem foolish for the shepherd to leave ninety nine sheep to go search for just one, but the shepherd knew that that the ninety nine would be safe in the sheepfold, like their their flock, whereas the loss was in danger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the lost one was. So because each sheep was of high value, the shepherd knew that it was worthwhile to search diligently for the lost one. God's love for the individual is so great that he seeks each one out and rejoices when he or she is found. Jesus associated with sinners because he wanted to bring the lost sheep. People considered beyond hope. The gospel of God's kingdom. Uh, So before you were a believer, God sought you and he is still seeking those who are yet lost. So I, I I was reading through that while you were talking, and it's essentially what you were trying to say there. Okay, so yeah, I I thank you. I had some time to kind of gather my thoughts a little bit, and so most of these religious leaders of the time, they would they believed that these sinners could come to God, but only in a certain way, only in the right way in their minds. But what this parable of the lost sheep is showing is that. God is actively seeking us out, is seeking out the lost, mm-hmm. and he does not he he searches after him and he finds this he finds the sinner more than the sinner finds him. So it's you can kind of take it in a way that uh, God is doing most of the work. He wants you to come to him. He wants to find you. And what we're going to see as we go on in verse uh, 5 here is that when he is found, which is the one um which is the one out of the 99, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. So there is, there is a rejoicing when that one, the one lost soul, that one lost sheep is found. And when he gets home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you the same way here, this is Jesus speaking now, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. So he brings us all together and he, and he says, that yes, God seeks you out, but it, now it's up to you to repent, to mm-hmm. repent of those sins, to repent of that sinful life that you were living, and then over the ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Yeah, he's repented for those already. You know, or he's, I'm, I'm sorry, Ugh. he's rejoiced over those ninety-nine, those people, or um, he's searching out those people that want to be saved from that sinful life that mm-hmm. you know cuz he's talking to these pharisees that thought they were they were doing everything um that god instructed them to yeah absolutely that just goes to show like the kind of love that uh, jesus has for us i mean he's willing to search out that one individual sinner which is all of us who are christians all sinners and all you know all of humankind we're all sinners right and so he's willing to see, search mm-hmm. out each and every one of us because he loves us th- that much. Yeah. Oh, and ch- check this out. So going back to verse 5, when it when he is found, he lays it on his shoulders. Not only is God searching us out, searching out the lust, but he is also, when when Jesus finds his people, he also carries them. You've seen, everybody has mm-hmm. seen those um the footprints in the sand it was when you it was when you had no more strength left that is when i carried you so mm-hmm. 
lean on him, lean on Christ to carry you. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. Let's see here. Okay. So now we're going into uh, verse eight, another parable. Or what woman, if she has ten silver coins, each one equal to a day's wages, and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her women, friends, and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found the lost coin. And, you know, how much are we to God than a coin is to this woman? I mean, think about it. You... You rejoice yeah. when you find something you lose, which is essentially what's going on here. It's like if a woman, you know, if, if you lose your wedding band, your engagement ring or something like that, you're going to be distraught, right? Well, then you search and 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 finally you find it. And you're so filled full of joy. That's how Jesus is with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, even though you are, say you're, say you're not a believer and, um, what this is, what this parable here is emphasizing is the fact that Jesus just doesn't count the, just like this woman, uh, she she didn't just count the coin as lost and then care nothing about it and just go on about her day. Just like Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't, doesn't care. He, you know, he, he cares so much that, um, that he's, he's going to continue to actively seek you like in the last parable of the lost sheep. So the lost or the um, the sinful people, whether they like it or not, we all, all of us, sinners, believers, Christians, however you want to put it, Christians, non-Christians, uh, we all belong to God. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, we all do because we are His creation. Yep. So just like so, just like this, even she's going to. She's going to light a lamp and sweep the house carefully until she finds it. That's going to say we're we're always actively being pursued. <clears throat> so uh, when let's see here, I was reading something here. It was saying so. This is how the, the, the with the lighting a lamp and carefully uh, lighting the lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. I was reading. This is how the church, led by the Holy Spirit, will search for lost souls. First, they will put forth the light of God's word, then sweep and clean their own place, then search carefully for the lost. Mm-hmm. So when she has found it, and then, of course, we go back into rejoicing, you know, rejoicing over that lost. It's one lost coin, but it's worth rejoicing over. So in the same way, this is Jesus talking again <clears throat> in verse 10. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents, that is, changes his inner self, his old way of thinking, and regrets his past sins, and lives his life in a way that proves repentance and seeks God per- God's purpose for his life. That's yeah. pretty much a breakdown of what the uh, of what the definition of repentance is. That's a fact. Sorry, I'm reading. <laughs> That's all right. It's you know the, the Jesus also brought around the fact that he he's driving home the fact that yes God is seeking you but you still have to repent you still have to put away that those that old way of thinking that old way of living and turn to Jesus and we, we talked about this not that long ago in uh, our men's group or um, maybe it wasn't our men's group but maybe it was just a conversation with a buddy of mine how. You know, I, I think in a past podcast I had said, 
you know, there's a lot of controversy over whether or not once saved, always saved, and all that. You you can turn away, but this goes to prove God is always seeking you, and it's up to you to recognize you you should constantly strive to know Jesus, to know how to live like Jesus, to know how how he taught us how to live. And the more you do that, the more you it, it becomes concreted in your life the more you put away that that sinful nature that we have to deal with each and every day and this yep. is it's a constant battle it is it's a constant battle every day we all have different temptations that we have to fight off oh yeah absolutely 100 yeah. percent. couldn't have said it better myself couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so probably one of the one of the most uh, another like a very quoted scripture or a portion of scripture, the prodigal son. Oh yeah, that's what we're getting into, and that's what's yeah, that's what's going to round out. That's what it's the last parable in chapter fifteen here, and it's talking. You know, a a, a man had uh, two sons. The younger of them, mm-hmm. and in this time that they're living, a a father could choose to give his inheritance living or at death, and so it was more common to give the inheritance away at death. But he he could choose to give this inheritance uh, while while he was still living. So that's what we're going to mm-hmm. see here: is this this younger son of his comes to his father and he says, he says, give me, he demands his inheritance right now. He's, he's kind of, he's ate mm-hmm. up with uh, selfishness and he wants to get away. And he says, give me my share of the property that falls to me. He wants to collect that money. And so what does the father do? He divides the estate between the two, the older and the younger. And a few days later, this younger man, uh, this younger son um, gets a, gathers everything together and he travels to a distant country. And and he, he, cont- he then proceeds to blow all of this inheritance on foolish living. Blow it away. Why you got to be all that? And it, yeah. It, it says he wasted his fortune in reckless and immoral living. And so the 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 definition of prodigal is reckless, foolish, extravagant life. And of course, you know, that sounds like you know, we see we see that nowadays. It's it's fun. It it may be fun in the yeah. moment, but it doesn't last. Yeah. God's love, God's mercy, his forgiveness, that is eternal. That's what we should strive for. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. <clears throat> I see a lot of people, and I, I've I've been down this road plenty of times myself in my life, mainly when I was younger. But you see a lot of people just chasing after the worldly things, um, mm-hmm. you know, partying, drinking, drugs, money, you know, all the fancy stuff in life, and um, it, it gives you a temporary happiness and joy. But most of the time, there's there's a sadness or a hardship or a heartache that comes after all that. Uh, there's always yeah. a sin attached to that worldly thing that you're chasing after that worldly happiness. Uh, <clears throat> that's why God calls us to be um, in the world, but not of the world. And so, yeah, I think the, I, I, I think the, yeah, 
the key word there, Marshall, what you were saying was temporary. Yeah. Whereas living in Christ is eternal and what we should strive for. So moving on in verse 14, he said there is he, this, this younger, this prodigal son had spent everything and a severe famine occurred in that country. He began to do without and be in need. All of this was brought upon by himself. The famine happened. Yes, that was not his fault, but the rest of it was. Mm -hmm. And so driven by hunger and, and, and then in, in need, he accepts work that was generally unacceptable to um, Jews of the time because he goes to right. work in the fields and feed these pigs. Mm, um, pigs, the pigs were considered unclean at the time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nappy. <laughs> <laughs> and it says here that he... Um, so he gets this job working in this field for these pigs, and he would have gladly eaten. So he's hungry. He would have gladly eaten the pods that the pigs were eating, but they uh, they could not satisfy his hunger, and no one was giving him anything to eat. Or and, you know, and, I'm sorry, I added that I no one was giving him anything. It was no one was giving anything to him. Go on, Marshall. You know, sorry. No, and this this isn't really important, but I just got to thinking. You know how we have like we have curse words this day and age, and you know that could be really degrading and mm -hmm. make you mad. Well, I wonder if back in the day, if you walked up to somebody like a Jewish person, and you said, "You dirty mm -hmm. pig, you dirty pig," I bet that yeah. really would upset somebody. <laughs> I bet. Well, I bet that it would. Really Even to this mad. day, it, it probably would. Yeah, and so I, I don't say that, you know, to make anybody mad. If there's any Jewish people listening, I apologize, but. Talking about it, like you know, it's just it's bad to make someone mad. I just I don't know. My mind goes off on these little rabbit yeah. trails, and uh, I gotta say it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the 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 cool thing about this story <clears throat> is this, uh, or the the cool thing about this parable is that it takes a turn for the better. He it finally, does. you you see him in in his misery, finally being able to think clearly, finally coming to his senses and uh, realizing the wrong that he's done. And eventually that will happen to everybody. And you mm -hmm. eventually um, get so caught up in the worldly and the sinful living that you eventually do realize that you're missing out on something better. You're missing out on, uh, because like you said, Marshall, it's temporary. It's very temporary. And you know, we're talking about all this temporary stuff. Do you ever, let me ask you, Aaron, do you ever feel kind of guilty when you get something nice or maybe it's something like you feel like I don't deserve this. I do. Mm -hmm. e even if it's a blessing from somebody and God using somebody, I'm like, and, and I think that's a good thing because me personally, I think it helps keep me in check and, and realize that for one, it's all temporary. Yeah. Like we've been talking about. And two, it's it's not mine, and it's by His grace and His love that I have what I have, right? So, I don't know. I just, I just, yeah. Are are, are you kind of the same way? Yeah, you know, it's like back before I, you know, before I really got on fire <laughs> for the Lord, I would have, I would have taken that with an open hand and and been and been grateful for it, but never had given God the glory for mm -hmm. putting that 
whatever that reward was or that blessing was into my life. Now to, you know, one, I give God all the glory for Mm -hmm. every blessing that comes into my life. It it is, I consider it all from God. And then I think about what's the next thing you go to do. You start praying for whoever did something. Say somebody Mm -hmm. gave you something, Lord, Please bless them, bless their mm-hmm. family. I, you know, we yeah. see that. I, I find that a lot uh, praying right now in our move. We have a lot of really awesome, awesome friends that God has put in our life and that they are more than willing to help us with whatever we need, packing, uh, cleaning, loading, unloading. They they do it with a smile on their face. And the best thing I can do for them because they don't want repayment. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can do for them is, Lord, please send them somebody, whether it's me or uh, how can I repay them, or just bless their lives. So you find mm-hmm. it in your prayer life, too, ra- rather than just taking handouts the whole time. You know, like y- you you want to pass that along, pay it forward. And that comes yeah. with what we're living in, the new covenant. Is yeah. is to do unto others as you would do unto love God with you know yeah. everything is just to I mean, love one another. Yeah, and and you know even like I mentioned earlier, I just you know I recently bought a new vehicle, and you know I I've been looking for a month, maybe two months. I've been looking for a while online, all over the place, and you know we all know vehicles are ridiculously expensive nowadays, and so everything I I I've been to so many dealerships everywhere it wasn't finding anything everybody was shooting me down shoot me down oh you'll never find that oh you'll never get in that price range oh you'll never get those payments yada yada yada. and i was just like man this is crazy well long story short obviously we ended up finding something mm-hmm. it was newer nicer within our payments but even once that happened once i got that you know my wife and i both were just like man what a blessing that this was because uh, and I, I was praying about it the whole time too, that, that God would have control of, over that situation. And I was getting down a lot while I was searching for these vehicles. I, mm-hmm. I kept getting shot down and shot down and shot down. I was like, man, you know, I'm just, I'm getting tired. I'm about ready to give up. And, and, uh, and so when it finally happened, you know, this vehicle was under the price range that we were asking for. We were able to get financing yeah. for it. We were able to get it in the payments that we were able to afford and and it worked out for us and it was it was such a huge blessing you know god knew exactly what we needed right when we needed it and so again there i was just like you said i was praying to god um just thanking him for that new vehicle and the fact that i don't have to waste money on something that like i was before that just wasn't getting me anywhere uh so yeah yeah it's good stuff yeah okay so he, uh, verse 17, when he finally came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough food while I'm dying here of hunger? He, he finally comes to his senses. He, and it, it, we, we can say this, that when you are an, a not believer, that you don't believe in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, that you have given into sin and, uh, the ways of the world and the evil into the evil one, you are not what God created you to be. You are another person. And so when this is saying is he really wasn't himself. You are not your true self until you start acting like the person God made you to be. So he comes to his senses. He comes 
he came to himself. And so he comes up with this he, he comes up with this idea that to reconcile things with his father and he comes up with he prepares this speech that he's going to give his give his father and he's in verse 18 I'll get up and go to my father I'll say to him father I have sinned against heaven and in your sight I'm no longer worthy to be called your son just treat me like one of your hired men. So a little background here a slave would have been uh, a slave would have been part of the family at this time. A hired man in, in the household or in the family would have just been would have been just that would have been a hired guy that um, the family or the head of the household, the father, could have let go at any time. And he, what he is realizing now is he is he's messed up. He he's yep. he's done screwed up, and he he wants to come back to his father even just as somebody that can be let go at a moment's notice and even even those guys eat better and live better than what he is in this moment right now yeah and what we can recognize from this is the fact that he's not he's he's clearly thinking now he's uh he knows he's done wrong and he's not blaming any of this on the father on his brother on his friends he's not even blaming it on the the boss for you know boss why won't you pay me more why won't you feed me um and he he's going to get up and he's just going to run back to his yeah. father and that's what we should all do is run towards the father yeah no absolutely 100% put away that sinful living yeah and you know, as when we decide to run back to the father, he's sitting there waiting with open arms, just because you know he knows, he knows, like he he gets it. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> I have been waiting for you, and you finally came around. You you finally grew up. You finally came to your senses. You finally matured enough to realize that you were messing up. But I knew you'd come around, and so God just waits there with open arms, and it's. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing because I think we've all been there at some point in time in our lives, if not multiple times. Yeah, and and what we're seeing here is the is the act of repentance mm-hmm. um, that Jesus was talking about in the first two parables, and then so he he's thinking differently about his father, about himself and his home, and he's asked for two things. First off, he he asked to give me. Now he asks. For Father, make me. So make me a hired hand. The, and mm-hmm. this, this second, the second thing that he's going to ask for is will bring brings more joy. It, you know, don't give me, don't don't accept, you know, don't expect God to just give, give, give. Ask God for to to make you who He created you to be. What can we do for? Or what, I'm sorry, what can we, yeah, that's what it is. What can we do for the Father? What can we do? How can we serve you better? Yeah, you know, one of the prayers that I have prayed for a long time, for many years, and I really started praying this prayer when I went through my divorce several, several years ago, is God, please make me and break me into the man you've called me to be, not the man that Mm -hmm. I want to be. Because the man that you want to be and the man that God wants you to be Two completely different things. Yep. So what does the son do? He gets up. He acts on this. He doesn't, this is not just a thought or maybe, oh, someday, someday I'll repent. Someday I'll change my ways. No, he gets up and he goes to the father. Do not hesitate. 
repent now and don't wait because you, you we're going to get into this later in this chapter that you're running out of time. So he acts on he acts on this and he comes to his father. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example of how God receives us, no matter where how far we stray. Um, even what we were talking about earlier, Marshall, those that have fallen away from the faith, and yeah. he's still there. He's still waiting with open arms to accept us and bring and 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 embrace us back to him. One hundred percent. And I mean, if you if you stop and think about that, wow. You know, I mean, just no matter what you've done or what you do, God's still there with open arms, just waiting for you, just saying, "I love you that much, and I've been waiting for so long." Where yeah. have you been? You know, and you know, and I I can't help but think, but that son. When he finally came to his senses, I bet he had a, a genuine fear for God or fear of God. You yeah. know, like I, I I better get my poop in a group here because um <laughs> if I don't, this is gonna turn out pretty bad. So I, I bet he gained a, a very high respect for God, but also fear for him. Yep. Yep. And he it, it's it was without the the father accepting the son was without um stipulation or without condition it was it was unconditional this is the same we we see this we're seeing this unconditional love which is exactly what god the father uh how he receives us it's unconditional love he wasn't holding a grudge god doesn't hold a grudge he will accept you just the way you are Mm -hmm. so there's nothing to fear and when you when you come to him, just as this prodigal son is going to come to him, and he's going to start reciting this speech that he had prepared for his father, but his his father is not going to hear it. He's not concerned about that. He's he's just concerned. God, just like God, is going to throw a party every time we come we come to him. Every time mm-hmm. we come back to him, the, it, this is what pleases. This is what pleases him. Yeah. And that's why Marshall he was saying he's cuz like like you said he he must have recognized this he must have that uh he had sinned against God and that's what he says here um in verse 21 is I have sinned against heaven and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Mm-hmm. He is at the lowest of lows. Yeah. And there's that's what happens, you know. How much more that's why we do face troubles and trials and everything cuz what it, it only magnifies God's uh, yeah. glory that much more. And, you know, sometimes I think that's right where God wants us sometimes. Because when you're in that pit, you are desperate. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Christian who's strayed away and you've come back, God knows that you're going to want nothing more than him. Right? So that's right where God wants you is where you are desperate. You are you are just like, okay, God take control over every aspect of my life because clearly all I can do is screw it up. So I need some help, <laughs> you know, and that's what this, that's what the son was doing. Yeah. He was like, all right, I can't do this. I mess. All I do is mess it up. So, you know, help me out, you know, and, and that, that's what he was doing. And we see this, we see this all the time. So what does the father do in response to all this? He accepts them and he, he says, bring the best robe, bring the rings and, uh, uh, and put sandals on his feet. So he actually responds in a way that, um, 
accepts the Son better than what the Son had even imagined. How much more does God do that in our lives as like we when we come to him and say, hey, um, say you're hungry, okay? And, uh, you know, I say you're—all right, so there here we go. Say you're hungry, and God, please, just give me some bread. What does he do? He gives you a box full of food, or um, he, he just— he didn't just merely meet the needs of the son, but he made him, gave him so much more. And we see that all the time. We see that. I see that in my life. I'm sure you see that in yours, Marshall, that God magnifies these blessings more than we can possibly imagine. Most definitely. And so, uh, and that was, uh, let's see here. Bring the fattened calf, uh, slaughter it. This is verse 23. And let us invite everyone to feast and celebrate. There's always a celebration. Mm-hmm. God's yeah, going like to celebrate. Now go, go ahead, ahead and finish what you're going to say. God's going to celebrate for those lost souls, just like we saw in the parable of the lost coin and the parable of the lost sheep. There, He's happy. He's generally happy when people are coming to him and coming into his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, this this next this next verse on in 24, it says... Uh, it says, for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So, you know, that, that verse in 1524, this little explanation says the sheep was lost because it foolishly wandered away in 154. And the mm-hmm. coin was lost through no fault of its own in 158. And the son left out of selfishness, as we just read. God's great love reaches out and finds sinners no matter why or how they got lost. Mm. I love that. I, I, I starred that in my Bible and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I love it because it, again, it just shows how great God's love is. You know, as we're reading through this and I've heard this, you know, all of this uh, so many times throughout my Christian walk. Um, but in reading this tonight, I think that, you know, it's just the whole chapter 15 is probably one of my favorite chapters in the, you know, so far that I've read in my Christian walk, because it just shows how much God loves us. And I think at any point yeah. in time in your life, you're going through whatever you're going through. You can turn back to this chapter 15 in Luke and you can read through that. And that love that you see and read in here is going to help you get through whatever you're going through in your life. Because if you yep. see that kind of love from God and who he is, I don't see how you can't get through something. I don't see how you can't yeah. find some sort of joy or peace. Yeah, it, it just goes to prove to the fact that he's willing and ready to take you wherever you're at, whenever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it just it's amazing. So yeah. what I want to do before we go on is I want to read this little, uh, I want to pull you, Marshall, and I want to read this little <laughs> subtext for uh, verse 28 here. Um, it's okay. So the older brother is going to get angry. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I want to read this, the elder brother's unhappiness over a fattened calf uh, being killed to celebrate the return of his undisciplined brother illustrates the response of the Pharisees and the scribes at the prospect of sinners becoming acceptable to God. Now, what Mm -hmm. I want to, I had a different, I had a different take on this that I wanted you to think about, Marshall, as we read through the rest of this, is the fact that just think about these think about these uh, Jewish people. Um, mm-hmm. They're God's chosen, God's chosen people, right? 
they've followed all these rules, all, all these, what they thought they were doing to satisfy God all these years. And now we're seeing um, this idea of the Gentiles being grafted in. And they're like, this, this kind of what you're seeing in this last little part is the uh, difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, why, why do these guys deserve to be uh, grafted into this? Why do they deserve your love? Why do they deserve your forgiveness? And that's exactly kind of, uh, that's what I took out of reading this last half of this chapter. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And, and, uh, I really like that, you know, that kind of perspective that, that, that you have there. And, you know, an, another side, which really kind of ties in what you're saying, what that verse is all about right there is, you know, this, this older son, this, you know, his, his older brother was upset and mad because, you know, like, like Aaron was saying that, uh, he was, he was having a hard time accepting his younger brother as he was returning. Um, and he didn't think it was right mm-hmm. uh, because of how he had lived his life and how he was sinning and all that stuff. And all of a sudden he wants to come back and be accepted in. But, you know, it's like how many times in the church and how many churches do we read or, you know, hear about? And maybe you've experienced yourself where they don't want to admit, they don't want to accept those people back like the young son here and accept them back into the church because of mm-hmm. how they were living as if they're not good enough yeah. because they ran off and sinned. And I'm like, man, that's the exact opposite of how we're supposed to be. And that reminds me of when a church I used to go to in, in Fort Worth called Forgiven Church a long time ago. That's how that church was. It wasn't the kind of church that pushed people away when they came in as sinners. They were really good at bringing people in who strayed away and came back or who just mm. came in as sinners. And I saw time after time, yeah. And 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 get, don't get me wrong. This church was in a different neighborhood. It was in kind of a rough neighborhood, so yeah. You saw a lot of that, but man, the love that that church and the members gave to people who came in, people from all walks of life, uh, was it was amazing. It was God's love just accepting people right where they were as they were. Yep. And I think that speaks more loudly than just than just preaching at them just Mm -hmm. to for people to see for you to come to people um different people and just accept them for who they are and then work on that spiritual you know work on leading them to jesus but Mm -hmm. the first step there is to just accept a person and just bring them in and um you know and what we're saying here is you know jesus wasn't and this is part of what jesus was trying to do jesus wasn't doing life with the sinners and stuff that we should do life with fellow believers because you don't want to, um, you don't want to constantly immerse yourself in that because there is a chance that you could fall away Mm -hmm. and go back into that sinful thing. But we should accept these, we should accept these unbelievers as they're they're They are just people too. And they are all still God's children. Mm -hmm. So, we should do our best to try and make them and bring them into our family, just like these Jews should have been doing their best to accept everyone to try and them and bring them into what they've been preaching and practicing and everything. You know, it's oh, what yeah. Jesus came to do was to bring everybody together. It's it's <laughs> my my wife Kelsey always uh, anytime I say something uh, if I get mad at somebody uh, or say something not so nice about somebody uh she's real quick to say well they're god's children too 
they're God's children too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. in the moment, I don't want to hear that, but it's true. And it makes me stop and say, ah, oh, you're true. Or you're right. I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. They're like Aaron was saying, those are, those are children of God. And yes, we should protect our hearts from those situations and from those lifestyles that they're leaving, that they're living, but we should accept them where they are and witness to them. Yeah, I think we're kind of we're kind of dipping our toes into the next chapter or something like that. I was trying to read ahead just a little bit to see if we were because I think he he gets into that like a exactly what we were talking about. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, um verse 29 is where I kind of uh where I kind of got that idea or um where I got that perspective of the the Jews and the Gentiles and the grafting and everything, but because this is what the older brother says, look, he said to his father, look, these uh, many years I have served you and I have never neglected or disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me so much as a young goat so that I may might celebrate with my friends. Mm-hmm. You can kind of hear the Jews talking to God in that moment of Hey, you know, we've done everything you've asked or we've we've attempted to do everything you've asked all these years and now you're bringing these gentiles in when uh we shouldn't I thought we were your people. You know, you know that's kind of where I got that perspective from was almost right in that verse section there. Right. Yeah. And so to finish it out, but it was fitting to celebrate in verse 32 and rejoice for his brother for this brother of yours was as good as dead and has begun to live he was lost and has been found and that ends out chapter 15 mhm i love it he was as good, good as dead yep he was but oh, if we God, all man. just come to our senses we can all be alive in christ amen amen so heck we take a week off we go for like an hour and some odd minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're almost at like an hour and a half. It's fantastic. That's just how Aaron and I roll. We just pick up where we left off. It's always been that way, whether we're reading the Bible or just living life. That's how we do things in a Dot to Pursuit podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, cool. I'm glad to be back. I, I feel, mm-hmm. you know what's so funny is, Marshall, I feel when we take a week off, I, I just feel so bad about I, it. I know. I know. It, I know. Hey, even I, though we're, even though I'm still studying, I'm still reading, I'm doing a devotional every day, uh, and everything. I just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not still not doing enough when mm-hmm. we skip a week, and it's like, yeah, Lee, I, I was like, I, I just, I just feel so bad. <laughs> I guess, and I can always hear that in your voice when you, when, when we have to, and I'm sure on me, on the other hand, I'm kind of like, I, I appreciate the break sometimes because. You know, our lives, our lives are always go, 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 go. And so when you have that moment of not having to do something, sometimes you're like, ah, you can take a little breath and just relax. So, um, but no, it's true. You do, you get, you get, uh, I won't won't say upset, but you you don't like it. And that's okay. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's all good. We will, we're doing the best we can. And like I said, there, there's obviously, um, you, you, all of you listening do great to it gives you time to catch up we have something 50 some odd uh that's crazy 55 or something like that yeah episodes so yeah heck i mean there's it gives people time to catch up and whatever to where we're at now and um 
Oh, so something that I'm thinking about starting here real soon and to alleviate that those breaks and whatnot is I was thinking about getting back into some a couple of mini episodes and stuff. I got to feeling I got to feeling guilty for some reason the other day while I was out driving about missed opportunities to share Jesus. And I got to thinking about doing a podcast series where um, just like many episodes where I kind of take these anybody listening along with me on a learning journey to um, study on how we can boldly share Jesus. You know, it's easy to sit here behind a mic and talk about Jesus and share this with the world. And I'm telling you the world because we are worldwide. But to do it in person, to do it face to face is a little bit more nerve wracking for me. And I've never been good at it. Like I said before in past episodes, Ashley's really good at it. That's why we complete each other really well. But I want to be better at sharing Jesus in person. It's funny. And I think that I, I, I think that everybody could uh, benefit from it. Absolutely. You know, I had the opportunity and I wish in my job I could record this stuff when I'm out and about, but I had the opportunity. And I don't know if I shared just this with you or not. I may have, um, but it's been probably, oh, I don't know, three, four weeks, maybe longer. Um, I went to a customer's house to help him with some, some uh, he was needing a, a guard light replaced or whatever on his property. Um, and, and this guy was probably in his mm-hmm. 80s, and him and his wife, and he had some health issues that he was, he'd been dealing with for about a year or so. And I'd actually done some work uh, with him, uh, with his son uh, prior. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're sitting on his back porch. He's like, hey, have a seat, you know? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Because you know, I was planning on being, you know, short and just real quick in and out. And we ended up yeah, chit-chatting about whatever, you know? And um, that's what I love about elderly people is you can just sit down and have conversations about life. And I love that. And so we just sat down and we had conversations about his guard light and about life and about him. And he had shared with me how he was having health issues and stuff. And uh, I probably sat there for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so. Just, just, just chit chat. Just me and him, his wife had gone inside. And I think she came out and offered me like a drink or something. It was real sweet. And so at the, at the end of that little conversation that we were having, uh, I told him, I said, Hey, I'm going to be praying for you. And then I stopped and I said, actually, do you mind if I just pray for you while I'm here? And he said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I walked over to him. I put my hand on his back and, and I did, and I just prayed for him. I prayed over him and his health condition and stuff. And, um, you know, after that happened, he was, you could hear it in his voice. He was choked up and he said, thank you so much, young man. Mm-hmm. He was just so thankful that someone took the time to just pray with him. Um, and you know, I, to me, I, I, I I assumed he he was he was a believer. I, by the way he responded and the kind of joy that he got out of that, uh, I could tell. But it, it blessed my socks off uh, to be able to do something like that. But you know it ties into what Aaron's saying. You know it's like this doing the podcast is great. It's fa- it's fantastic. Um, but to physically get out there and be the hands and feet of Jesus, it's a whole different ball game. And it does take a lot more people, yeah. it, or it takes a lot more um, just. I don't know. It's just, it's just different. It really is different, but it's, it's awesome. Well, and you know, even if that's, that's the thing, it's you're, you're showing love. Even if it was somebody that didn't believe in prayer or anything, you're showing yeah. genuine care for that person. Yeah. And who wouldn't appreciate 
that act of generosity to show that you care for them. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're taking just a few minutes out of your day for somebody else. You know, it's like, I didn't have to do that. I could have carried on, got my truck and left, went back to the office. But, uh, and you know, and I used to do that a lot. Like when I was out in the field, like a long time ago, and I had gotten away from that for a really long time. And it, it felt good. I was like, oh, I miss that. Like, I want to get back into doing that because it's just, you're serving God and you're serving people and you're just being there in the moment with people with whatever junk they're going through. And you're just there for them. And that's what God's called yep. us to do. Just be there, be present. And that's, that. you know, that, that goes just, that goes more further than just, just trying to like, so, you know, that goes further than, have you heard about Jesus? Can I tell you about Jesus? No. Yeah. Why don't you just, why don't you show Jesus? Yeah. Why don't you be the show Jesus through Jesus. you? Exactly. Now, yeah. I, I wanted to, this probably would have fit better somewhere earlier on in the podcast, but um, in, in our men's group, there's a friend of ours that um, posted something on a text message that I kind of wanted to read. That was it was a really great, profound statement that um, I kind of want to leave this podcast with tonight. And uh, he says, "The loudest testimony in your life comes from the attitude you keep when life doesn't go your way." Mm. Okay, and you're gonna have to say on the- one more time. You're going to have to repeat that one more time. Yeah. Well, we were on the topic of sharing Jesus, and um, and we were talking about troubles earlier. And he, uh, this guy in our in our small group, um, posted sent us all this text message on a group text, and I really loved it. It says he said the loudest testimony in your life comes from the attitude you keep when life doesn't go your way. Mm, that's good stuff. Isn't that isn't that good? I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Marshall's standing. He he's either got to pee or he's got to. Uh, he's having his back problems. So <laughs> well, my, I think my, it's about time to call it. Yeah, my back is getting stiff, so I had to stand up and move it a little bit because it gets. Man, I'm getting old. <laughs> when you start talking like that, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh heck. Oh well. What do you do? Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, hey, I haven't yet chosen a song for this week's episode. So, um, whoever we put on here, uh, guys, guys, just check out, listen to this song. Uh, like I said, we're we're highlighting these artists that have submitted this music and um, show your support for them too. Go download their music. Go listen to their music. Show your support to them. And we really appreciate any of the music that they've sent over. And we love posting this music. I love having the music at the end of the episode. So, um, of course, we'll give you a shout out, whoever we use, on the next podcast at the beginning. And, um, and of course, uh, all their links will be in the description so, or in the show notes as well. So, um, guys, Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you guys go listen, uh, go follow us on any of the social medias, um, oh, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Heck yeah. And, uh, YouTube go on there, hit the subscription, uh, subscribe and hit the notification bell. Um, like I said, Hey, if you guys have any, uh, advice on this whole truck thing or, um, 
you, you have something you want to say, any criticism, criticism or, you know, whatever prayer request. I don't, we don't care. We want to interact with you. So, uh, message us on the social medias or at undaunted mail at undaunted pursuit.com. We'll be happy to talk with you. Happy to, uh, you know, at this point, normally at this point, we would say, that we have Bibles, but they are all packed up in a box right now. So until we get to Arkansas, um, I can't necessarily really find those Bibles in the storage unit until I get moved. So um, but needless to say, don't hesitate. We will find a way to get you a Bible because that's part of this podcast is spreading God's word. And we want to get a Bible in your hands so that you can follow along with us as well. So, um, like reach out to us there. Uh, what am I missing anything, Marshall? No website. I don't, I don't, I don't think you are. Um, just like Aaron was saying, just because we can't get to those Bibles right now, doesn't mean you shouldn't reach out to us and tell us that you still want one because we will get it to you at some point in time. Um, but no, I think you covered it all very well. Yeah. Cause here's how important it is for you to have a Bible. If need be, if we get something and I can't find these Bibles, I will send you one of my personal Bibles and just buy another one because that's how important this is. Come on now. So yeah, heck yeah. I've got, I've got plenty. I like the ones I got, but I want you to have one too. So yeah. Uh, untauntedpursuit.podbean.com. Still don't have that website up. As you can imagine, it's been busy for all of us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's about it. I don't that's think it. I have anything else. That's a wrap. That's it. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Bye. Adios. Here come a rich man, big old limousine. They ain't worried about nothing, just his green. Preacher man told him, said Jesus coming back someday. You better turn, son. Down on your knees tonight